and welcome back to episode 21 of You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void. Uh, we're in the mix. Things are happening. Who wants to handle the recap? Somebody take it away. We were in the. We went to the past. Correct. Uh, Di- Off to Dialga, a good start. Dialga, Dialga, is that it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Close. Pretty, pretty impressed how close you got to Dialga and messed up Hontar. <laughs> Actually, okay. As a preview, okay, Rick Gasly also evolved into Hunter, who's going to be named Hontar. Hontar the Hunter. So now I'm going to mispronounce Hunter as well. Just changing um, the names of your kids on the fly. Yeah, I, I mean, they as they grow up, they change, they choose their name. Um, we all went. To the past, we all fought mechanical robot things. Mine was like a AT-AT Star Wars kind of looking thing. I think Tins was as well. AT-ST. Uh, AT-ATs have four legs. Same. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Look here. Oh, you know what? All right. That's fine. Tins, take it away from there. Yes, we fought the AT-ST. Um, perhaps ATPT if you want to get a little more obscure, uh, but definitely nothing like an ATAT. Let's Walkers. pick up the pace. Come on, <laughs> come on, let's go. Uh, we all beat him. Uh, Timber evolved into Girder and ripped its legs off and uses one of the legs as his bat now. Um, after that, we were we were super close uh, uh, to tricking the general into believing that we had just showed up from another part of the army but um, he saw through our very clever ruse in the end and um, Carl told him we were time travelers and uh, Carl's dead not uh, sorry not Carl (laughs) 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 fucking uh, Mortimer (laughs) told him we were time travelers and he just bought it he strolled off to tell the rest of the army that some uh, time travelers showed up and uh We'll see how that goes, and that's where we're at now. Okay. Um, Joe's uh, Fletchling evolved into Fletchender. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and Cinder. also, your Aaron evolved into Laron. 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 Okay. Um, so, a couple evolutions. So, obviously, through the storyline uh, and through Pokemon, if you evolve, typically it's because your Pokemon level up. So, um, you guys all had uh, your trainers level up and some Pokemon level up. So, uh, Joe, if you don't mind kicking us off, uh, give us the skinny of June's arsenal now. Okay. All right. Sweet. So, June leveled up. So, okay. I guess I'll go over the Pokemon first. So, in order to evolve uh, Cinder, my Fletchling had to hit level six, I think, or eight. And then... um, Aaron had to hit level eight, <clears throat> so I forget what exactly the levels are, but basically I got Cinder up to level eight, and I got Aaron up to level ten, but up to level ten. Um, that evolved both of them, so they got a huge boost to AC and points, so they're much stronger now, a lot of more, lot more health. Um, at level eight, I was able to take a uh, feature or um, plus two to ability scores. I, I went with the feature. So for Cinder, I'm taking the tough feat that gives me a bunch of extra HP. So she's kind of uh, a little bit more of like a quick attacker. So I wanted to beef up her health so that she has like high attack and a little bit more health so she's not high and dry. And then uh, for Bud, I took uh, Savage Attacker as my feat, which lets me re-roll damage on all melee attacks, um, which is good for... 
you know, making sure I'm doing the maximum damage as, as possible. The, the best, the best damage as possible. Um, and then, you know, I add, add some points to Bud's con to increase his health too. So Bud's got like 132 health. He's a beast. Um, and then for June, that, those, so that increase in Pokemon levels got June up to level nine. I think we decided that's where we're going to end up. And that gives June her second trainer path uh feature she's a commander so the first one um she got a plus one bonus to loyalty to all creatures so um cinder's now at a loyalty plus one bud's at a loyalty plus three and then uh the one that i got at level nine is called show me what you got which basically lets me um either uh choose a move from a tier higher than i know currently so like i i right now bud can learn any moves uh, level 10 or less. So show me what you got. If I use this feature, it lets me actually go up a tier and learn one of his better moves. Um, one, at uh, one time per, uh, short rest, I think. Um, so I think it's short rest. I have to look that up, but that's pretty cool. Pretty cool little feature there for, uh, for butt. And I think that's it. Excellent. I also gave, I also gave uh, June a little bit more decks to help her initiative and, uh, the loyalty changes, please. Yeah, loyalty uh, Cinder went up by one. So she's now plus one Excellent. instead of zero. Excellent. Uh, Mortimer, I know your evolution with a Chew is a little different because of the the dichotomy of being on top of Mount Coronet, and I kind of thought it would be cool to evolve a Chew into Probo Pass there. Uh, but you still had Rick Gasly uh, turn into Hontar. Hontar. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, walk us through uh, what uh, Mortimer's squad looks like now. Uh, sure. So starting with, I'm going to start with Mortimer, uh, going five to nine, his HP for max went to 72. His new trainer path at level nine is healing spirit. Uh, your healing spirit is transferred to your Pokemon when you reach level nine. Whenever you use a consumable that heals your Pokemon or your Pokemon uses a healing move, roll the dice twice and take the higher roll. Nice. Will that apply to potions that I use on jimmy and june's pokemons i i would think so i think okay. that's i think that's a, just a cool feature of that and kind of uh how you're building your character from the beginning anyways is time to be that support role so i'm gonna say yes um and that's going to work very well with um michalina's bandolier that i received earlier as well um so also i got a new specialization i chose steelworker which increases your strength or con and then Plus one to all skill checks made by any of my steel Pokemon, which I have none of. Pretty maybe sure. We, maybe we can come up with a, a cool thing where uh, you can actually bolster Junes, like through a since your whole thing is caring for Pokemon and forming those bonds. Um, since June uses Bud a whole hey, bunch, maybe like you can kind of tangentially uh, help out. Um, so let's give that some thought, chew it over, and maybe we can just kind of uh, come up with something on our own. Perfect. All right, uh, and so then we I, we were given eight levels to distribute between our Pokemons, and I uh, kind of distributed them in the way that I used them. So like Rick Gasly, I gave him three levels. He went from four to seven, which is what leveled him or evolved him into Hantar, the hunter. <laughs> uh, his loyalty went from zero to one. Uh, and with that, he gained access to a bunch of new moves. So I updated his moveset, so now he's using Nightshade. Hypnosis, Spite, and Shadow Punch. Achoo went from four to eight, and his loyalty level was already at two, and it's up three and maxed out. Uh, I've updated his moveset. 
Rest, Harden, Rock Throw, Thunder Wave, Lopper. Uh, loyalty level was zero up to one. Uh, Smokescreen, Ember, Tackle, Quick Attack. And you no gave Lopper changes. one level, if I recall, correct? Yes. One one for Lopper, three for Rick Gastly to Hantar the Hunter, and uh, four to Achu. Perfect. Um, so and you went... <clears throat> but I'm sorry. Achu, so technically nose pass isn't supposed to evolve until 10 right so that was uh so you gave it the hp boost for the uh evolution right but it didn't get like the uh, the the other the other increases um so that was there and again i just i just thought story-wise because that's where we were it made sense uh and in the game that's kind of how it evolves in this very unique situation so i thought that would be a cool way to do it rather than you know force feed you to level 10 and wait just manually adjust my the hp then you should be able to increase the the maximum in the in the app Um, okay and uh tens walk us through uh jimmy and uh girder using that using that leg yeah so uh, Jimmy leveled up. Um, it, I will take a moment because I think it's uh, it's changed significantly since I've, we first started <laughs> uh, playing this. But um, I got a new grunt thing, and I also got a new grunt thing that replaced my old grunt thing, and it's way better now. Um, so uh, grunt, I now have the sabotage ability, which is the base ability, which lets me um, I get sabotage points equal to i believe equal to my level right yep um yep, yep, yep. which would be what five right now no no nine. Nine. now it's yeah, nine i can do math um <laughs> so at uh, yeah i can i can use my points to um decrease the total of an attack roll um and make it miss that's sabotage and then at level five, I got Dark Advantage, which allows me to spend three shadow points to roll advantage on any skill check, attack, roll, or saving throw. And then at level nine, I got Surrender Now, which allows me to do the, quote, Sinister Dodge ability uh, to dodge sinisterly. Um, I may use four shadow points to add one level of resistance to a move that damages one of my Pokemon. Um... And how does the level of resistance work? Cut it by half. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if I uh, if it, if they would if it would be super effective, it does normal damage. If it would be normal, uh, it's as if I would be resistant and cut it in half. And if I would be resistant, it makes me immune. Very cool. Immune. That's very cool. Very cool. Um, so, so walk us through the them Pokemon's. The Pokemon's. So Girder is a monster now. Um, total beast mode. Um, he's got a fuck ton more health. He's actually like comically stronger than Yanma and Gothita. Um, definitely hope we get some more levels for those guys pretty soon. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, they are I'm a way weaker <laughs> than Girder now, uh, particularly Gothita. Um, but uh, Girder got uh, he's got wake up slap now. Uh, which is uh, 2d8 plus 6, so it's way stronger than uh, what I had been using. 
And then I also picked up Rock Throw um, to give us a little uh, variety in the typings. And then uh, for Feats, I gave him Sentinel, which I'll pull up. Notoriously broken Feet in 5th edition. Insanely good. <laughs> uh, what it does is uh, when a creature... Whenever you hit it... Well, it does several things. First, whenever you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, its speed drops to zero for the rest of the turn. Um, which stops any movement they may have been taking. Number two, creatures within your reach provoke opportunity attacks even if they disengage. And three, when a creature within my reach makes an attack against a target other than me, uh, I can use my reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. So basically, um, Girder, like has ultimate control of his immediate vicinity um, through the Sentinel feet. And then Melee Master, which is based on Great Weapon Master. Um, trying to remember what the first thing is. The main thing it does, uh, which makes it a very popular feat, Great Weapon Master, is that it lets you minus five to an attack roll. And if you hit with your minus five attack roll, uh, your attack does plus ten flat damage, uh, which is a lot. And the other thing Melee Master does, I'm trying to remember, Joe, you posted it in the Discord, but now I can't find it. Um, you have advantage on attacks of opportunity, I think? Gain advantage on attacks of opportunity. Yeah, so I picked those together to synergize um, the girders, the attacks of opportunity master now. Um, so that's girder. Um, like I said, Gothita didn't get much. She hardly got any ability points. Uh, actually, I don't think she got any. Um, but did get Psybeam, which is much better than her previous moves. And Yanma got uh, Sonic Boom, which does a flat 20 damage, which is pretty good, I think, on DC 15. Okay. So a uh, little bit of uh, behind the DM screen. In this part in my notes, I have level up nine Pokemon or eight Pokemon levels. Level up your trainers to level nine. RP any potential evolutions. Make it cool, not lame as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are in this base camp, which is kind of in the middle of the desert. Um, it made mention you're on Unova. I hope I'm not stepping on my feet per usual. I could scroll up in my notes, but whatever. <laughs> um, pr protecting Nimbasa, which is a core city there. Um, you're told to meet um, at the tower, kind of like what you assume is a lookout tower, uh, to the desert. Uh, floor 37. Um, and you guys were kind of left at the gates by uh, Jakob. Um, and quite frankly, he said he's going to go get some stuff together and meet you there. So, um, it's on you. Wait, what'd you say? We're with... You're, 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 so you're inside this base, um, which I'll, I'll read the description of the base again, and perhaps uh, that will jog, jog your memory a little bit. Uh, the desert base comes into view. Its 30-foot tall, light brown, sandblasted walls seem to have grown out of the sand itself. Iron gates slowly creak open, a lookout signaling from atop the wall to let you all in. As you enter, you are greeted by a small marketplace with a few kiosks and shops. Everything in the base looks weather worn from the harsh wind and sand. Uh, out of the middle of the square is a large domed tower, flying Pokemon leaving and arriving from the top through the openings in the dome. Tan buildings of different shapes and sizes connected by heavy stone arches uh, makeshift form makeshift streets. You quickly recognize these as mess halls and barracks with a single watering hole breaking the form. 
Uh, and then Jakob, the last thing he left you with was, Right, well, uh, I need to check in and report the events of the last two days. Please meet me in the tower, floor 37, to discuss what's going on. I'll make the call to get the other leaders there. They'll help me sort it out. And then before waiting for an answer, I believe I said he spun on his heel and took off. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> June's going to dismount, bud, and kind of like pat him on the side. Um, and stretch and just say, I don't know about you folks, but I'm starving. I don't even remember the last time I ate, and might be interesting to see what they got going on as far as the uh, drink situation is, you know, back in time. I'm going to head to the watering hole. Pears. Um... So you go there. <laughs> <laughs> this totally unplanned area of the space game. It's like the it's like in a, an RPG where you like enter a, a door and then like there's like a loading screen for 15 seconds. Like that's what my brain's doing right now. Um, you 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 burst into the creaky toad and there is just a slew of um uh of of people milling around, having drinks. Uh, some look exhausted. Some kind of sullen, looking down to their drinks. All of them in kind of uh, tan, uh, tan camouflages of uh, just browns, light browns and whites. Um, and there's everything's just kind of covered in sand from the people just dredging it or dredging in, kind of like you all did. And uh, back behind the bar is. Um, an old, old lady just doing her best uh, to serve <laughs> up beers, but like shaking half of it out as she's sliding them across the bar to people. Um, and an equally old Jinx is <laughs> is is doing the same thing as the two are working in tandem, uh, serving uh, these individuals drinks. And everyone, every single person uh, in the in the creaky toad. Uh, has the purple uh, armband on with the spiraling V. June June steps up to the bar and uh, kind of taps the Jinx on the shoulder. She's never seen a Jinx before. She says, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me, uh, Miss." Uh, the the Jinx with the Jinx with its uh, is it mouth always agape? Just. <laughs> just kind of swizzle, <laughs> swivels around. around. <laughs> no, oh, Jesus! Actually, it's like this. <laughs> oh god you're uh fate i mean ma'am are you are you okay uh the jinx drops the beers that it's holding and just starts doing this as a uh, uh almost translucent translucent psychic barrier like uh, materializes in front of her <laughs> this is the strangest woman i've ever seen uh ed june kind of like mimics the movements and just like lifts the fake beer glass to her mouth as if uh, she's signing that she wants a beverage. Uh, the bartender uh, walks over and, you know, has shaken now two thirds of a beer mug empty of its contents and sets it in front of you. And uh, she she turns to the Jinx and Dottie, get back to get get back at it. We're running behind. And the Jinx like stops doing the weird translucent barrier thing and picks up the two beer mugs off the ground and is on her way to bring. Uh, two empty beer mugs to a table. June puts a couple pokey dollars on the bar, on the bar, and then uh, kind of looks around, reaches in her pocket, and grabs a couple more and lays them on top. <laughs> uh, the old lady like picks them up and looks, and it's as if she's like bringing them close to her face, 
And she shrugs and just crumples them up and puts them in uh, like a tip jar that's sitting on the bar. Uh, and you, and in front of you, you have uh, two thirds empty beer. <laughs> June awesome. sitting at the bar. Yep. She turns around, kind of leans up against the bar, takes a big swig. Your beer's empty. Jimmy leans over the bar and starts pouring himself a beer. He's like, ah, don't worry, ladies, I'll take care of this. And he pours himself a beer and Gerda a beer and uh, throws some, uh, however much money June put in on the bar as well. Uh, again, uh, the, the old lady walks, but she doesn't really care that she poured herself a beer at this point, but she keeps looking at the money and like stretches it out in front of her face and like brings it real close and keeps like adjusting her glasses. And then she shrugs again after a, a longer period of time of examination, crumples it up and throws it into the, into the, we'll say it's a spittoon sitting on top of the bar. She's just throwing it in there. There might be spit in there. There's probably money. Who knows? Uh, but that, that's what the old lady's doing. Bitcoins, baby, the future. <laughs> um, so you guys have a couple beers. Morty is doing what? Mor- Morty's just standing there in front of June and uh, Jimmy, blocking their vision of the the rest of the, the room. Uh, just, just kind of, just you know, just just hanging out, waiting to see what we're gonna do next. Yeah, so we just sit there and drink our beers for a little bit. Um, yeah, that's June what's going on. Back to Jimmy as he finishes and just says, "Well, I've got my fill. When you guys uh, want to go, me what uh, we're supposed to be doing." A girder takes his place? beer and just smashes the whole thing. Just just chugs the whole thing in like two seconds, and then he slams it down on the table because he's really strong now and he doesn't realize it and breaks the glass. Um, a uh, just a, another patron of the bar comes up to order themselves a drink and kind of posts up next to Girder and kind of looks at Girder up and down and, and notices the 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 leg of the I think we called it the walkie machine and by we I mean me just me uh, <laughs> of the walkie machine and uh, he kind of like <laughs> and then like taps Girder on the shoulder as he flags down a beer and that's that's about the most interaction you've gotten since you've been in this place people aren't even paying attention to the fact that you're dressed differently than them they kind of see that you you you've got your your you know Girder out there's some Pokemon about. They just are kind of on the assumption you'd only be in the base if you belong there, and and other than that, have kind of let you be. Jimmy, Jimmy uh, pats that guy who just patted Girder on the shoulder on the shoulder, and he's like, "So, friend, uh, what's going on around here? We're new to the unit. Um, tell me what's the, tell me about the base. What's going on around here? What should uh, what should we know about?" We're from the future. We're from. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy looks at June. He goes, "Oh." Hey, Dottie, cut that one off, hey! <laughs> and uh, he turns back to you, tur- turns back to you, and he goes, "Well, uh, oh, I mean, the base is the base. It's it's kind of the last bastion before Nimbasa. We're we're just trying to hold on to what we can because if we let if we let the JKH Avarice take over Nimbasa, Yanova's going to fall. So that's kind of our uh, that's kind of our priority number one around here. Other than that, places to sleep, shitty places to eat." And the creaky toad. Is that where we are? You're in the creaky toad. <laughs> as, as he points up to a sign that is a remarkably close picture of a frog, or, or excuse me, of a toad, but that is aged and bizarrely looks like the lady working there. <laughs> and it says creaky toad just uh, written across the front. All right. 
thank you for your service. Um, and then he Wait, turns our, back to and fa- Hey, thank you for your service. <laughs> hey, uh, and he goes, you're dressed pretty fucking weird. It's a desert. Why are you wearing black on black on black? Plain clothes unit. Espionage. Spe- special forces. Espionage. That, that doesn't exist. Good luck. And he taps Gerger on the shoulder again. He goes, keep up the good work. Keep this one in line. And he walks away. I don't know. So what are we doing, guys? Well, um, boys, I, uh, should we go to bed? I, I believe Jakob <laughs> said for us to seek him out in the tower on the 37th floor, like, I don't know, forever ago. And, it was uh, like five minutes. Oh, yeah, I thought it's, that was like five minutes ago. It's been, it's been like, a long time. It's been more than five minutes because you all said you were wasting time, uh, really just kind of taking in the creaky tone and stuff. Sure, let's go up to that uh, floor you just said. Yeah, it might be far away. It's it's the past. Maybe they only have stairs. Yep. It's going to take a while. Yep. Yep. You going to be all right, Marty? I um I I I I am more spry than I may first appeal. Let's oh, let's head there. Tanks. Maybe they have elevators. <laughs> <laughs> elevators are, there, there, elevators are elevator. dicey. I don't know if we want to get into that kind of <laughs> shit. Have a, a big bucket and a rope. There there is an elevator, and you will not be making any decisions inside of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in. <laughs> okay, so you guys uh, cruise uh, cruise the streets of the desert base. Um, it's pretty easy. The tower is such uh, just an eyesore kind of in the middle of this thing, and it's so easy to follow. You just slowly navigate the makeshift streets and, and get to the tower. Um, as, you know, it, the, the tower is quite literally a cylindrical. It almost looks like a grain silo. It's very plain with a dome top. The dome top has a couple of uh, balconies kind of off of it where, again, you kind of see this flying Pokemon like landing, kind of some taken off. Um, As you go inside, the tower is crudely maintained, but there is lots of hustle and bustle. Uh, Individuals all have that purple bandana with the gold V on it. As you said, the meeting is on uh, the 37th floor. Um, Unless you want to fiddle around the lobby, we'll, we'll get you to the 37th floor. Let's head on up. Head on up. Jimmy tries to uh, hotwire the elevator. As you get on the elevator, <laughs> you look around, and uh, somebody goes, you guys look like you need the 37th, and then just hits the 37th <laughs> for you. Like as, you as, they, as they go up, and uh, they're like, the door opened to floor 37. He's like, yeah, I don't need to be here. I need to be on floor eight. But uh, you guys look you guys look like you needed a, a little direction. Ushers you off, hits eight, and uh, the door's closed. And How back large down. is the elevator? And large enough for people, not like not like okay. Pokemon. June's gonna return uh, her giant rhinoceros, steel rhinoceros Pokemon, and instead take out Randy the Machop. Machop. It was small enough. She he she he actually just rides her uh, shoulders like a child, like a two year old. Perfect. So Randy the Machop is out. Um, yep. Is girder is human sized? The leg is whatever it is. I'll for the I'll sake I'll... of, so for the sake of whatever, you make it to the thirty seventh floor. <laughs> with, pretty huge. with whatever Pokemon you want out, it works. It just totally works. It's fine. It is okay. You guys are on the thirty seventh uh, floor. Whalmer, Waylord, boom. Waylord, uh, there it is. Um, okay. As soon as you step out from the elevator, Jakob is there to grab you and lead you down the hallway. A bland and unappealing corridor uh, leads you to a meeting room. As you step through the door, you notice maps of the world plastered all over the room, pens and notes scrawled all over. This room is clearly for discussing strategy. Uh, Directly across from you, the wall is made of glass. Looking out over the desert, 
and in the distance is a large dis- is large disabled machinery reflecting the sun's rays. A door across from you to the balcony opens. Or, uh, there's a door across from you that opens to the balcony on the other side of the glass wall. Sit, sit, Yaka bellows. Around the table are three other people. A bulbous, overweight man in a mustard yellow and brown pinstripe suit with a bright yellowish blonde goatee. The man is impatiently checking a pocket watch. Arms crossed, leaning against the far wall, uh, with her arms crossed, as I said and wrote twice, <laughs> is a tall, dark-skinned woman. Desert fatigues with the sleeves cut off to show a bright gold V tattooed on her arm. A bandolier of four Pokeballs across her chest. On the opposite corner, along the wall, squatting atop a stool with a hood up covering most of her face, brownish blonde locks of hair falling out uh, from the hood, and uh, she just tilts her head to shoot a glance your way. Well, here we have the three other generals in the Valiant Army. Barnaby here is the former gym leader of Driftvale City. Rude, and she's he points to the woman in the desert fatigues, was a member of the Sinnoh Elite Four, and Homa's the leader of the Bottle Cap Gang, the largest crime syndicate in Unova. Desperate times has forced everyone to take the call to action. This war must be won. So explain to me exactly who you guys are, how you got here. Obviously, your appearance out of nowhere is obviously interesting, but kind of terrifying. And he he takes a seat at the at the head of the table, um, and all eyes are on you as you guys are kind of put on the spot. Um, HB has found her way and trounces in or trounces in uh, behind you three uh, as well. Well, I'll tell you how we got here. We walked straight in and took the elevator up. A guy pushed the button for us, and I want to talk to you, uh, criminal guy, general uh, crime, about operational security later. Um, But after, before that, to answer your question, um, like we said, we time traveled. What's the issue? We came back through time. We're from the future. Jakob looks over at uh, at Holbe and goes, this one's the liar. <laughs> and he looks over at uh, Mortimer and he goes, uh, oh, man, can you can you sort this out? I am. Um, well, and again, hold on. Who are you? How you got here? <laughs> uh, those are some very interesting questions. Um, Mortimer stands up and kind of walks over to the maps on the walls and just begins uh, pacing and looking at them, talking over his shoulder. See, I, we are from the future, as my uh, friend here said. Um, you all lose. Your strategy is um, not good. And we have been sent back in time to um, help rectify that because uh, yours failures now are ruining our present, which is your future, which is not your future because you're going to die. Um, so... Well, I don't think, Morty. Most, most people do in 200 e- years. Exactly. Uh, except us, because we are now 200 years in the, the past, but we're from the future. We are here to um, ensure... Neg- negative 230 years old? Uh, look, if you all wanted to do this, you could have told the truth uh, when we started Mr. 69th Infantry Airborne, whatever it was. 
Jacob's like, that doesn't exist. He looks over the A's and goes, guys, that doesn't exist. And Barnaby, Barnaby, the po- the guy with the pocket watch, looks up, still staring at the watch. He goes, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Long, long story short, avarice still exists in the future because you all fail to win the war now. Um, and it decimates the world. Um, most, uh, Pokemon are basically, like, extinct. We were just, uh, so happened upon the ones that we are in possession of, um, in the future. They were given to us. We're not even, like, real, like, I mean, we are. We're, like, we're, like, special forces of, um, future you all, but the loser you all. And so we're now trying to clean up after you all by coming back in time. Um, a Pokemon sent us back in time. So... That's how you know we're true. I, I mean, I think it's a Pokemon. I, it, it was a big, it was a big giant uh, dragon lizard looking thingy. Um, yeah, ya- Jakob kind of like perks up because a Pokemon sent you back in time. Tell me, tell me about that. Uh, he said, hey, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, you know, watch over all the little universes and uh, you're all's universe super sucky. Um, and he said, I'm going to send you back in time, basically, to rectify the situation. That's how we became time travelers. Um, even when we succeed, I really don't know how we're going to get back. I just assume he knows, you know. Um, but I'm assuming it's a he. We'll see. Um, All right. So, Mortimer? Yeah. Mortimer? Yeah? I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to ask a question. Oh, no. To this young lady over here. She's the leader. I don't know why you're asking me questions. She is the definitive leader. Yeah, you 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 seem to have run your course. I appreciate it. You got us further than the liar, so that's good. Excellent. Um, this Pokemon that sent you back in time, do you know what it's called? Uh, yeah, they said their name was uh, Dialga. Yeah, Jakob looks over and uh, looks over at uh, Barnaby, the pinstripe mustard and brown suit guy. Barnaby, Dialga. What, what do you know about that? And uh, Barnaby kind of looks up from his pocket watch and kind of like snaps it closed, cracks, the, hits the button, opens it, and he, he thinks for a second. And he goes, Dialga's the controller of time? That kind of checks out. That kind of checks out. I, I kind of want to give him a warble. Blah, blah, blah. That kind of checks out. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. June says, blah, 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 that checks out. <laughs> She says, I know it's hard to live, hard to believe, but we we are members of a team called uh, Void. And she. Uh, void, Void, go- Void. We're Team, well, we're team right, Void, well, we're Void. We're Team Void, Void. Sub, sub group of greater power, Void. Team uh, Void. Um, see? And she lifts up her shirt. It's kind of sideways to show the uh, tattoo. Oh, and when June does this, Morty sits down and starts taking off his boot. <laughs> And she says, you see the similarities? And now how would we get this if we weren't, uh, you know, tied together somehow? Does it is it glowing or anything? <laughs> it, it's, it's not glowing. Well, it's it, gl- not- it, it was glowing. Okay. No, it's not, not glow- glowing. She looks not glowing. But uh, this is the symbol. Pretty close to what you guys got going on, but more futuristic, uh, I would say. I would say I would say it's evolved. <laughs> You're so clever. Rude in the corner, who has the the spiraling V tattooed on her arm, like subconsciously, kind of ru- runs her hand across her. And uh, Jacob looks at and he goes, "Homer, Rude, Barnaby." They said, 
Obviously, they're from the future. Dialga kind of checks out. I mean, it's the best thing we got. I mean, as opposed to whatever this liar is trying to feed us. So we'll assume that all this is true. If our future is terrible and they were sent back in time to help us rectify how poorly the future's going, what, what do we got? What do we got on our end that they can help us with? <laughs> and they, the, all of them just kind of stare at each other. And uh, Homa gets up and, and kind of peels her hood back and slips a piece of paper in front of Jakob and goes back to squatting on top of, the, uh, on top of her chair. And Jakob reads the paper. And uh, he just kind of a couple like, <clears throat> it seems maybe your arrival is set very specifically in line with this piece of intel. Because this is a pretty big deal, the intel that her goons dug up. And for the first time, the, the, the uh, hooded woman speaks up, goons, watch your mouth. The JKA, the JKH offered to pay us for our services, and I'm sure that offer is still on the table. You're lucky we believe in Pokemon are the only worth fighting for on this planet. And she snaps her hood up, and uh, Yaka was like, oh, kind of like reels back. Right, 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 right. Uh, sorry. Uh, Homa's information procurement specialists have found out that the JKH is mobilizing to attack the southeastern point of Unova. And it's going to be, we think, near a small town called Nuvima. The idea we believe, again, based on this very basic intel, is that they might try and set up a foothold in Nuvima as a way to push, make a military push across the region. However, since we have advanced knowledge and you guys are here, maybe we can establish some proper defensive defenses and fight them off. What, he just, so he what? Just what? Uh, what do you want us to do? We don't necessarily. We didn't really, have, I didn't like bring it. We didn't bring any tanks with us. Yeah, we don't have For military instance, background. We're just kind of uh, artillery people from the f- I, uh, future. We 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 are also the special forces from the future Void Void guys. Um, right. So we are um, special. So, so he kind of looks around and he goes, "Well, uh, I mean, you guys were in the mix earlier. You you certainly saw that we don't use tanks either, right?" Uh, so, you have Pokemon. That's, that's step one. I kind of, you know, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought this part was gonna be a little 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 bit more clear. <laughs> I assumed <laughs> if you're trying to keep Pokemon from being eliminated, that maybe you'd use the ones that you got. I guess in the future where they've been eradicated and you're brought. Okay, I mean, I'm just tying together the pieces you guys have given me. It seemed straightforward. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the time traveler. You you guys are. Uh, I guess the first, ah, uh, he's just, he just kind of throws his hands up like, hey, shit, if they don't know, like, I, I don't know either. I, 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 all I meant is, uh, as, as opposed to fortifications and open combat, we're more of an elite penetration team. And he laughs a little bit when he says it. <laughs> Gross. June rolls her eyes. Infiltration what? team, you might say. There we go. Skilled in espionage, except espionage. for espionage. Espionage. Mm, okay, right. Jimmy. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. So Jakob like leans back. He's like, "Look, I feel you on that. I don't understand what you mean exactly because I can't fabricate a scenario for you to be in. You guys are the ones from the future, and I'm just giving you what I, I what I what I've got as what the next thing happening is." So, I mean, maybe you guys can 
infiltrate your way into helping us defend the coast of Unova. You know, just infiltrate yourselves into the middle of a battle. I, um... Yeah, sure. Well, yep, let's I, do it. We'll do some counterintelligence. Um, we can have Girder pour some sand into those things you guys use. Um, lots of different ways to help out. We're just we're just here to help out. Sand into what things? I don't know the sand thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. They do it in Iraq. They have these big, like... What's Iraq? Iraq. <laughs> The country in the real world. Oh, this is Jamal, not uh, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> they have these like uh, frames, like burlap frames that they fill up with sand that bullets cannot get through. It's a real thing. Okay. Uh, Sandbags. So, yeah, all that, you know. So, <laughs> so floods to- and bullets. <laughs> to- totally all that. Also, um, can I ask you a question? Sure, yeah. <laughs> this is what you guys were would have been planning on doing anyway, right? <clears throat> I have that right? Like, if we hadn't showed up, you had this intel, you were going to go defend this town? Uh, that that would be our plan, yes. I, okay, I'm just... The reason I'm asking if you have, like, a special role for us is because, recollect, um, you, we don't win the war. What you were planning on doing doesn't work. I'm just saying. Just something to think about. Let's head over to the town and figure out what we're going to do, but... Just uh, helping with what you guys were already planning on doing. It's probably not going to work. We're just three that, guys. No, you, you know, that that's a great point. We've got to uh, leverage our future knowledge. Jakob kind of r- rolls back in his chair, and he looks over at, you know, Rude, Holma, and Barnaby, and uh, he leans back, and he goes, I'm, we have been working on our own, uh, own little surprise for the JKH, and this didn't seem like the opportunity or, or the time we, were, we we needed to use it. I mean, this intel wouldn't have said that, but maybe you guys being here, we just have to we have to pull all the punches. Maybe that's what this is. We pull all the punches here. And he, he takes a deep breath and he thinks, he thinks for a second. He goes, you know what? Let's hit him with everything. If it's true what you say and we do lose, this is a turning point for a war for the world. Uh, then we really just can't hold anything back. And he, he, he takes a second and he starts scrawling on the back of the Intel piece of paper. Um, and he, he, uh, he pipes up again. We have repurposed uh, the battle subway that goes throughout Unova as a means to get Valiant Army supri- supplies to different parts of our region. We can take it to Nuvima. And he looks over at Barnaby. He goes, Barnaby, make sure we have all of Unova's Valiant army we can spare mobilizing to Nuvima. Rude, get Valiant on Sinnoh ready. They may have to mobilize too. And he slips a piece of paper over to Halma. And he, he whispers in her ear, oh, so somebody give me a perception check. Actually, all of you give me a perception check. Perception. Eight. Six. Two plus... 21. Okay, so June, as he slips a piece of paper back to, to Hulma and whispers, you, you just barely, barely audibly hear, get the subway secured and prepare us for take it, prepare it to take it, it, like it, to Nuvima. And he, he slides back into his chair and he goes, you four, pointing obviously at you three and HB, get your Pokemon healed up at the Pokemon Infirmary three blocks away. And make any final final preparations. And he slides across the table uh, a very heavy-looking uh, card, about the size of a playing card. This is my personal spend card. The limit's twenty thousand. Use it and get what you need. 
And he thinks, and he thinks, and he kind of looks up and he goes, it's time to ink our future and rewrite your past. And he kind of smiles as if like, <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's a line. And, he, and, he, and he, like, he, he turns to Rude and he smiles and he just points at her and she rolls her eyes. Kind of like a, write that, write that shit down. Um, I'll meet you guys in the subway entrance in the northern part of the basin in four hours. That should give me enough time. And uh, they, they all pop up and are getting ready to leave and HB chimes in. She goes, um, since we're from the future and all, like, maybe I can help Valiant with some technological advancements. And Jakob pauses and he goes, that's a great point. Rude, take HB to Nimbasa and get her in the lab. HB, make it to Nuvima when you can. I feel like we need all four of you there. Uh, Jakob heads towards, towards the door, Rude in tow, and Homa flips up her, her hood. It kind of It's already up, but she kind of like flips it on deeper and cuts them both off and just to squeeze out of the room first. Barnaby, the heavyset mustard and brown suit-wearing man, makes his way to the observation deck where he releases a large balloon-like Pokemon and in what is a very comical sight, the overweight man is carried away by the struggling balloon. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Joe, you're June. Thank you for tuning in to episode 21. We are having a blast with this campaign. Kirk's doing a great job DMing. Um, we hope you're enjoying it too. So thank you all. Thank you all so much for listening, for tuning in, for sticking with us through uh, what's been a very busy year. Uh, and I uh, once again apologize for the delay in these episodes. Um, we really want to try to get back on schedule as best we can. Um, so th- I just appreciate everyone's patience and um, sticking with us, especially in our Discord community. You all have been wonderful um, and uh, we're excited for what's ahead. We are going to plan on doing some sort of question and answer episode coming up soon, like we did the first season and around the hearth. Um, so if you have questions for the cast to answer, uh, we might do it live on stream or just record it as a video and post it Um as well as the audio for the podcast forum. But if you have questions that you want to ask the cast about the either season um, or, you know, anything in general, go ahead, D&D in general, um, go ahead and post those. We have a question and answer channel in our Discord, and the link to the Discord should be in the episode description. Um, I want to give a special, special shout-out to our Patreon subscribers, those that support the show financially to help us keep going. Um, we've had to, as this show has gone on like three years, we've had to per- make some new purchases with uh, microphones and, and webcams that go down and green screens for the videos and everything. So, you know, and, and the continued cost of, uh, you know, music and hosting and editing and everything that goes into that. So we really appreciate financial support. Thank you all so much, especially our master trainers, our $15 or more a month trainers who get special access to um, certain things. I just started streaming on Twitch, the editing of the episodes, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so if you are a master trainer, uh, actually, oh, I'm sorry, master trainers are $10 or more a month. I'm thinking of uh, season one. So <clears throat> $10 or more a month, you get access to that. You get access to unedited video versions of each episode, um, usually come out earlier than the, than the audio versions. 
So, um, yeah, so think about joining that. You can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. But a special thank you to Rip the Cord, Darth Nate, Max Bender, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Holly Roxana, Strive for Honor, Jello Crew, John Tugas, I hope I got that right, Daniel Johnson, Nick Jensen, Chuck Lueck, Dieter Darker, that's, that's hard to say, Zenzeba, Long Live Durf, Henry Kalhoff, Chubbles, Joe Prudhomme, Zach Gunther, Kendall Brock, Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Craig Spaulding, Caitlin Harvey, Robert Gregory, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Spoopy Fondue, Sam J. O. Melton, Fumbles O'Brien, Charles Hollow, 8-Bit Wizard, Raver E. Alice, Chris Nelson, Super Average Jason, Grant Trickle, Team Finch, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, and Mark Albright. Thank you all so much, and thank you to all our patrons and all our listeners. Um, Stick with us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of episode 21 and what's to come next. So, peace out. Uh, so you guys are open to do uh, the shopping and healing break now is kind of how I have it listed. And I know I've kind of given you guys uh, some parameters. So obviously you knew before going into this there was going to be that 20K spend. Um, what is available to you is everything that is in the Black Void Market uh, shop. Um, as well as things in the player's handbook, including TMs. So really opened it up to let them get creative with a, a big amount of spend uh, to kind of, uh, you know, approach this linchpin in the storyline. So I know you guys have kind of thought about it. Um, so let's just jump right into that. What does TM stand for? Technical, Technical machine. machine. Technical machine. I'll go first if you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, I am going to purchase Taunt for a chew. Okay. Um, that is 4,400. And then I'm also going to purchase two potions for 600. Um, just kind of trying to load up on the fact that making a chew kind of tankier. Uh, and then also with uh, my bandolier and healing and my new uh, trainer path healing, like extra healing, just kind of playing like a tank healer kind of role for our Pokemon. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And um, if you have it available to you, what does Taunt uh, the TM do? I don't have it available to me. I have an exit. Well, yeah, <laughs> you told me not to change it. I'll hold on real quick. Jeez. I'll dex it in the Discord. You taunt a creature to only attack you with damaging attacks. Choose a target in range and force it to make a wisdom saving throw against your move DC. On a failure... The target can only use damaging attacks that target you for the duration. So you you turn an enemy towards you, and it is forced to focus all of its damaging attacks on you for one minute, and it is a concentration move for you. That's going to replace Thunder Wave in his movesets. It'll be Rest, Harden, Taunt, and Rock Throw for a Chew. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, and obviously a couple potions with the bandolier, uh, that's going to work well. So, um, does somebody else have their purchases lined up? Yeah. So wait, so how much did you spend, Brian? I spent 5,000. 5,000 flat. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, shit. I, (laughs) I thought the thing that I wanted to buy was 5,500 Poyan. It's actually 1,500 Poyan. 
Um, so I have <laughs> way more money than I thought. Um, I did. I will say this now before uh, Tins flies off the rails. <laughs> I did. I did give the pseudo limit of buy within reason. Don't just purchase to fill up the twenty k. Now I'm not limiting Tins in any way. You can definitely get other stuff. I mean, if it's fifteen hundred, you have plenty of more to play with. But they're not going to be like, oh, we have six hundred poyen left. We're just going to arbitrarily buy two more potions. Just because yeah. that, that, that's just not fun. So, you, uh, tens, take it away. Do you guys mind if I spend seventy five hundred? I've spent all I'm going to spend, so I don't. The rest is up to you. Seventy five hundred would put it at thirteen. We yeah, might 12, go over 12, the five. limit a little bit. Yeah, uh, it puts you at twelve five. Joe, where are that you? Would, at? That would leave me at less than what I wanted to buy. So, well, if the limit's okay. like, oh, well, wow, good, thing, good thing Brian was modest and got one TM in potions. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to buy Earthquake, which is um, like 8,400 8, or something. 8,000? 8, 8K. Oh, so we'd be just a, 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 a smidge over. What well, about we could put our money together. I have like 550. Plus, you know. Your it, your money it, does not work in this time. Well, you subtract inflation. I could wheel and deal. <laughs> I, I mean, your currency physically does not register in the time you are in. I can wheel and deal. I can <laughs> treat that old lady wheel like a bunch of money for wheel and deal. I don't know what to do. I don't see the issue. Is. Yeah, 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 you know what? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. How, 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 <laughs> how many wheeling ring in this base or something? You will. I, <laughs> will, I will intentionally end that immediately. <laughs> Come on, Brian already did you both a favor by spending one fourth. So, well, I don't have a plan besides the thing I thought cost five thousand. So I'm about to spend like one tenth of our money. The first, the first one of you to speak up with what you won actually gets first dibs, right? Isn't that how it works? Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to get scope lens for um, Lenny. Lean into the cyberpunk girder theme. He's got his robot (laughs) leg. He's got a, a lens <laughs> over his eye, uh, 1,500 po yen. Uh, okay. That increases his critical hit range by one. That gives us 7,000. 7,000 that we've spent, right? Right. Wouldn't yep. it be 6,500? 5,500 plus 1,500? Oh, I'm no. sorry. I, th- I thought you spent five. No, oh, that's right. I, only, I, only spent potions five. And shit. I only spent five. I spent oh, you've Brian's spent five is five okay. on the nose. Yep. Okay. We're 6,500 then. Uh, okay, can yep. a Pokemon only have one? Yes. Held item. So I have to take, uh, but I guess if I'm only using the soothing whatever belt, I don't even remember what that thing is called. Some kind of sash that I've got tied around. Uh, no, so each Yanma. Pokemon can hold one item. I know, but I could take it off of, at like, the, like, soothes him for a second thing is something that I only use when we're out of combat. So I could take it off of him and put on something else when we're fighting. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's up to Kirk, I think. Um, I'm going to get a quick claw for Yanma, which is 1,000. Uh, so that brings me to 2,400. And then... Um, I mean, really, Kirk, if you had only warned us that we were going to be shopping. Well, it's not, it's not my fault I can't read. You know what, Brian? I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and take responsibility for this. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Just the worst. While you think about that, I'm going to buy Earthquake for eight thousand, <laughs> so, which brings that to uh, fifteen five hundred. 
Is that even good? I guess that's good. Sure, I'll buy the Twisted Spoon for Gothita. Does that put us over? It's 4400 Whatever. It's uh, fine. It's fine. 40... It's fine. It's no, fine. that's exactly... <laughs> you, we have like 100 bucks left, but that's fine. That's two. That's 20000 okay. That's great. All right. Dope. I'm going to replace Harden with uh, Earthquake. All right. I'm going to take a little D- DM uh, liberty here. Uh, after you guys leave the shop, you head up to uh, the Pokemon Infirmary, and as you guys go in, um, you see similar to the field medics, you see a, a, the Chansey that, that you guys have seen before with the with the big egg, and sh- they they kind of wrangle up your your Pokeballs and uh, put them in, in a very bizarre machine that you've never seen before. Bing, 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 bing. And then they collect them back and give them back to you. And uh, you don't believe it, but the person's like, you're all healed up, ready to go. And you guys are like, eh, but yeah, but you believe it. Yeah, like you don't believe it, but you believe it. Um, Makes sense. Legit. But legit. You're, you're blown away by all this archaic technology. And you guys make your way out the door. I'm just going to bring you to the subway. Sorry. Where you guys go to the northern part of the oh, town. That sounds great. <laughs> That's where we would go. I go to the subway. Post haste. I have free will and I choose to go to the subway. <laughs> um, as you approach the subway, Jakob waits with his arms crossed at the top of the stairwell, um, which leads down to the subway platform. On either side of the tunnel downwards are old posters peeling at the corners showing different Pokemon and trainers promoting a battle subway competition that has long passed. The subway platform is a bit dingy, worn down by its overuse by the Valiant Army. More posters can be seen on the walls and on the pillars, an abandoned ticket booth in the corner. Subway cars themselves are cobalt blue with a red stripe going horizontally across them. The cars themselves are roomy, with a bench on each side, each long side of it, and you notice that a few of the cars are double-deckers. Jakob Jakob leads you to the last car where you see a large container being loaded in. This car has been modified to hold larger supplies and equipment. The back wall of the container has been fabricated to lower into a ramp to allow for loading. Jakob walks over to the large wooden shipping container. He turns to you and says, Not ideal to put all the equipment in the back, but it's the only way we can officially move things around using the subway. Jakob grabs a crowbar and pops the side of the container open, causing all the sides to clatter to the ground, revealing an enormous incubation chamber. Jacob Pretty, hit me with some fly-ass fucking music right now. (laughs) Black trim and blue lights reveal a bipedal grayish-white creature with a long purple tail. It has two small protrusions from its head, giving it blunted horns. A small tube connecting the back of the skull and the spine, bypassing the neck. It is pulled together in a fetal position, six hoses going into the creature's back, two more going into the top of its head. A continuous stream of bubbles rise from the bottom of the chamber. Jakob leans against it and, like, releases a big sigh, kind of, with, you know, his eyes, big as dinner plates, drinking in the sight. It's called Mewtwo. Our scientists were able to use the traces of DNA and recovered scientific logs to recreate from the original Mewtwo. The original Mewtwo was born from vicious experiments, and it turned into one of the most powerful Pokemon in battle the world has ever seen. We have followed the process, substituting brutality for compassion. It is still finishing the regeneration process, 
and is quite susceptible in this weakened state. But once complete, Mewtwo has the power to help us push back against Avarice and the JKH. And he turns back to you and... Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can June cut in for a second? Yeah. Um, sidebar. And she collects the voice and kind of turns. And uh, just, just wait one, one second. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, Morty, they lose. And they have um, a baby most powerful Pokemon in the world. Uh, is, is that a, this is isn't that, good. Is, is that a Pokemon's? I, I mean, I've never, I've never seen one of those things uh, before, and my little watch didn't tell me. Um, are you sure that that is that not what he said just now? I mean, I guess I was, I was honestly, my my stomach was grumbling a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> um, can, can, can we? Uh, I, it just seems how, like. Are, are we going to understand Mewtwo if we haven't seen Mew one? <laughs> That's a good question. If, well, maybe because this is a baby, that's why it's two. He might have, he probably misspoke. That's probably what happened. I mean, Mew three when it's three years old, and so oh, right, right, right. But my point is, my point is, they think this is the turning point in the battle, but we know that ha- what happens unless, okay, wait. But they're getting hear it me out, out because we're here. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But hear me out. We're from the future, right? Are we in a time loop? Right. What if this is? It's our exactly. Fault? We need to do what we think we wouldn't do if we came back into the past to do things to change the future. Right? I uh, yes. We need to go Julie? against ourselves yeah. what we think we would have done or maybe that's what we did. So maybe we do exactly what we would have done because our past future selves. This is the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let him continue. What if it's what if it's one of those loops where the same thing happens no matter what we do because time is static. Okay, well, that's just depressing, Jimmy. I uh, I don't understand anything uh, that you all are saying right now. <laughs> um, so whatever whatever you all decide, you know, I will do unless it, you each decide something different. In which case, um, I will be the decider. I'm just saying red flags on this thing. Uh, we need to pay attention and keep this thing safe. Jakob. Sorry about that. Uh, keep going, please. Uh, he's like, ah, right, 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 right. Uh, okay, so Barnaby's going to be guarding Mewtwo, and the heavy man, the heavy set, mustard and brown suited man, wheezes up the up the ramp, and uh, rolling rolling their eyes behind him, and and uh, following is Holma and Rude. Holma's going to stand guard outside this car's door. You three will be in the middle car, and Rude and I will be up front. Along with the young lady, HB, and the two scientists that help us load Mewtwo, there are only ten people that know Mewtwo is being moved, seven of which are transporting it, so things should be calm. I'm going to bring you to the middle car, where you guys are going to be setting up your per- your defense. Are we and ya- a defense of the train? Essentially, he he's saying, like, you guys have to defend the train regardless whether things happen or not. And he's just saying that's how the defense is going to be laid out. You guys in the middle to mobilize to the front or the back. Um, Holma and Jakob are going to be in the front. Barnaby and Rude are going to be in the back. Do we anticipate getting attacked? Well, there's only 10 of us that know it's being moved. Seven of us are on the car. 
So things should be calm. I, um, I... <laughs> and he, he just kind of laughs and slaps you in the back. I just hope there's some fresh eats on this subway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So we're, we are... So they know about this thing? Everest does? No. Okay. No. No, they do not. The, the, there are 15 people that know about this total, 10 of which only know it was moved, 7 of which are physically mm, okay. here. June releases... And, uh, and three so of whom you met like an hour ago. Right. But if we're going to lose anyways, and this is the moment we lose in... Fine. <laughs> but if we need to bring it to change the tide of the future to this battle, which we weren't planning on bringing it to, let's then I, I, let, let's, let's, let's put let, 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 let's shoot the dice on it. Let's you know what I mean? It. Yeah, I like to gamble. I I mean Heck if we yeah. if we Give do Jimmy, first real thing 13. you've said. Appreciate you. Bang! <laughs> lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. <laughs> if we do get attacked, we might have a um, a betrayal. Mm, yeah, so I heard when I heard the whispering in the office, the it they were talking about was this thing, right? So those all those people know what it is. Yes, and she is here, and I am here, and you guys are everybody oh, okay. that was the, in that office is here, is okay, here okay, right okay. now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, uh, June. I just didn't want I just didn't want to say what it was in front of you all until we were physically here Got because it. there was no need for you guys to know Got what it was. Me too. Uh, Time travel, baby sickness. Me too. That's pretty affects sweet. the memory. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. June releases Bud and says, Bud, listen, this this is important. You need to sit next to this crate. Do not let anything happen to it. Protect if you need to. Okay? I know you got limited uses of that move, but if you got to use it, use it. And he, like, grunts and kind of, like, sits, lays down in front of the crate looking around. Jakob looks at you and looks back and goes, yeah, that's great and all, but we need you defending the middle. Which is why we're going to put you in the middle, because we have two people here so already. Much information. And if you stay here. <laughs> Time travel sickness. What a trip. You guys must be sick as I don't. Fun. I don't want to go to the middle, though. If uh, Jimmy goes to the middle. He's a good soldier. He winks <laughs> and then goes to the middle. Jacob looks at June and he goes, to your own point, we just met you. You're the most recent. So maybe just go to the middle. Jimmy, Jimmy says, I feel yes, like that's sir. a fair... He salutes. He says, chain of command, sir. <laughs> Military <laughs> discipline. Cut the we'll shit out, the train. boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, but June... Okay, I'll go to the middle. We were set back here from the future to change the course of history. This thing seems pretty important the way you talk about it. So who's going to be back here with it if we were to get attacked on this train? Barnaby is physically sitting in with the with the crate. Homa is outside the door. You guys are in the middle car, and Rude and I are covering up front. Okay. So we now have a, a, a spread across the entire subway. June, subway train cars. June. How time travel works in this mythos is inherently unknowable at this point. And we're just going to have to roll with it, pal. Let's go. And he throws Yanma up and he says, Yanma, let's do some aerial reconnaissance. And it flies away. And then he hops on the train. <laughs> can, can June... Um... You guys have been on the train. <laughs> we are on the train. Oh, I thought we were outside the train getting on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I see. We were on the back and he was telling us... I, I, I do that as we're walking from one car to the other. Can June, um, can June do like... Uh... 
So here's where a June's coming from. I'll go to the middle of the train. Okay, got it. But I, the same reason that they don't trust us immediately, June doesn't trust them to know who might be betraying what's going on, what might have kind of fucked this up for the past, right? Totally fair. So totally fair. June it's a very would like to army. stay back, but if that's not possible, June's going to go to the middle. But can June like do uh, like maybe release one of her Pokemon to kind of like be there without them knowing they're back back there? Like if I wanted to release Randy just to be like, keep your eyes on it. Slyly. Isn't Randy large? No, Randy's a tiny Machop. Oh, Randy's the Machop. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, animal handling check. Okay. Animal handling check. And just tell me when you're... So this is this is how I'm going to lay it out. You tell me when you want to do it. So the cars are After, connected like with... The with with, with a, a sliding doors that, that sliding can be doors. locked and unlocked. Um, and this back area is like full of other storage units, you said? It's like a it's big the, storage it's the container? Very, it's the very last car. There's a few storage units, but this um, Mewtwo incubation chamber is taking up a large majority of that room. And uh, Barnaby, being the heavy set man that he is, is also taking up a decent portion. Um, okay. When you guys are being led out of the last car, it's going to be this is this is this is the order you will be in. Jakob and Rude, you three, Holma, and then Barnaby is staying by the Mewtwo, the incubation chamber. Holma is going to be right outside the door to that car. The door is obviously going to be locked to that car. So you just let me know. Jakob and yep. Rude are leading you out to bring you to the middle of the the I want subway to, uh, trains. So you tell me when you want to do it. I want to like as we're walking out through the sliding glass doors, like go down to tie my shoe and just roll Machop's Pokeball to the left, like in the corner of the room behind a box or something. Okay. So uh, give me an animal animal handling, and I'll uh, roll a perception okay. check against it. And I'm gonna like as he as the ball opens up, I'm gonna like do one of these like fingers to the eyes like silently as i'm tying my shoe like keep a lookout okay uh animal handling plus seven i got a 19 19 plus seven is 26 okay uh that shatters my 19 so um that happens that so randy is tucked away um in in a, in a corner i mean you can kind of place him where you'd like within reason obviously you want him hidden a little bit but um I'll, I'll allow you to make make the boxes up into the corners how you want to to hide him um yeah no i, I think it just opens up and he kind of pops up like he's about to fight like he's ready for a fight per usual with june but june like as she's tying down his shoes just gives him a look and like eyes and ears eyes and ears just keep a lookout and then uh nods and walks out so he's just kind of sitting there slumped over behind a big box unseen you have a very, very uh, confident feeling that Randy the Machop knows exactly what you're asking him to do. Um, as soon as you all e and exit that car, Holma slams the door shut, locks it, locks the keys, um, locks it with her keys, and uh, clips it, clips it on. And she she yanks up just like a very small, small sitting stool and just posts up near the door, crosses her arms, and snaps her hood up. I have a question. To who? In character. Okay, to who? Jakob. Okay. Can I have a gun? 
Uh, I and he just turns to you as if you had one, by all means, man. <laughs> He's just like, ah, fuck, I don't have a gun. Oh, nobody in the, this army has guns. No, we have Pokemon. They're infinitely stronger, despite the fact that we're losing. Wink at a gun. But okay. <laughs> Let's head back to the the middle. That's where we were going, right? Yeah, heading to the middle. And as he's walking, he's just kind of thinking, and he's like, you know, building the bond with your Pokemon is incredibly important and really what allows them to unleash their power. And I feel like if we betray their trust by picking up the weaponry and the things that are killing them in droves, we're not only relinquishing the fact that we don't have confidence in their abilities, but also putting them on edge that we might use those weapons against them. He's like, I don't know, just a theory. And he kind of shrugs his head and keeps moving forward. It seems legit. Okay. Uh, Jakob and Rude lead you four cars, for- four cars forward, and uh, Jakob turns and he goes, this is you, car five. Relax. Take a deep breath. The work starts when we get to New Vima Town. <laughs>